You're listening to One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, where we believe in connecting, unifying, and uplifting women. Self-published author, business owner, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. She will help you learn and connect with other women. Listen to honest conversations to help further your story. If you're ready to reach the next level of self, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and avocado enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Welcome to another episode of the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. Today I have joining with me a very special guest, Latrice. Latrice, say hello. Good morning. Good morning and hello. Yes. So I brought Latrice on here for us to talk about the loss of a mother. So I just want to first of all say thank you to Latrice for speaking to us about such a vulnerable subject. I know it might not be the easiest thing to talk about, but I know for sure that we have quite a few listeners who have experienced the loss of their mother. And so your vulnerability will be a part of others strength and healing so thank you so much for agreeing to do this episode i've been wanting to tell this story for so long because i know a lot of people are going through and may not believe that they can make it through so i appreciate being here oh yay well before we go into the uh, story would you like to give the listeners a little bit of a background about yourself sure um, so this question would have been posed to me before. I really don't know how I would have answered it. So I thought about it. Where I am in my life right now, um, I, well, I'm a mother, but that's not the only thing I am. I am um, a nurturer. I believe that came from me having a big family and my mom and my dad and my grandmothers. Uh, right now, I have this love and relationship with working out. Uh, spend his life if anyone <laughs> I love it. Um, my career, I made a career out of retail management, never would have thought that. And I just graduated last year um, from Purdue, finally. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about the part of you that is connected to your mom. So let's start off um, about talking about your life with your mom. So growing up, um, I have, I really have three sisters and a brother. That's the blended family. Um, But with my dad and my mom, they were married, met at Jackson State. Uh, Growing up, me and my sister had the best childhood ever. Birthdays were fantastic. My mom baked the cake. She could buy anything. Um, we had parties all the time. <laughs> we had those adult parties in the basement with the red lights and the ground music and the child of the child place to come downstairs like we're getting up. Um, the family was very important to my mom. Christmas was the best awesome time ever. I know we got a whole kitchen set with <laughs> So refrigerated everything. My mom really bashed and making sure her girls were girly, knew God, and grew up happy. We didn't have all of that drama or we weren't exposed to a lot of negativity. She really made it her business to make sure her girls were straight. 
Oh, that's awesome and beautiful. Beautiful. I love how you have such amazing memories with your mom. And I think that's just a, a great thing for you to have. And thank you for sharing what life like was like with what it sounds like a phenomenal woman. Yeah. So moving on from, well, moving forward with that. So you had a great childhood and then what came And then I guess now that I'm an adult, I would say life hits. (laughs) Um, Okay. So growing up, we really didn't know how sick my mom was. We knew something was going on because she had an oxygen tank in the house. Then she would have to carry one sometimes. Then she would be out of breath a lot. If you looked at her face, um, she was beautiful, but you can see lesions on her face, which was caused from the medication. She would be swollen a lot Mm. because of the uh, steroids she was on. So her hands and feet would be really, really swollen. She would cough a lot, which would cause her to regurgitate a lot because of her lungs. So the health issue that she had was sarcoidosis, which now most people related to what Mm. Bernie Mac passed from. But back then, the 70s and 80s, when, well, when I was alive, <laughs> uh, they um, <laughs> really didn't know what it was. And it was really new to the medical world. So they really didn't know how to treat it. So it's kind of like, I think she was probably mm. a guinea pig till they found out how it really oh, wow. affected the body. So it's like lesions on your lungs. <clears throat> So I'll go into the story on what happened the day that we knew something was really wrong. Um, At that time, I was 10. My sister was 13. It was maybe two weeks before my 11th birthday. Um, She got sick at my aunt's house. And all I remember is they said she was in the hospital. But as we found out, her lungs did collapse. But when we visited her in the hospital, she was good. She was having a conversation. She was arguing with my dad, which was part of married life. And then they love again, argue. (laughs) But she was alert. Uh, A few days after that, Mm -hmm. we came in and she had, I believe, was a trach in her throat. And because she didn't want us to see her in that pain, she would wait for them to take, take us out. So all of the adults knew what was going on, but me and my sister and our kid brain, we didn't know. We knew mom was sick, but we didn't know this was about to be more serious than what we knew we could handle. So over the next few days, my aunts on my mom's side decided to get us counseling to prepare us for what we would now know as her passing. So they got all of our cousins, Mm -hmm. uncles, because both my parents are from um, large families. They both had nine siblings each. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) So they got us all together. So the counselor, it was more of a we're here for you type of counseling session, not a tell me how you feel session. So in my child brain, I'm seeing this, but I don't think I processed what was about to take place. Hmm. so a few days before my birthday she did pass um it's crazy because when you're younger well now that I'm older I can replay the whole scenario the funeral the repass like that part sticks out um but when she passed I don't think it really hit us like that because we Mm -hmm. just went on with our regular routine like my dad 
did the best he could being a single dad. I don't think he really right. knew or was prepared. So he did what he knew. Right. And my aunts play a major role, and my grandmothers, a major role in making sure our normal life went back to being normal if it was ever going to be normal again. Mm-hmm. So, so the women in your community really uh, stepped up and surrounded you. And oh, yes. Sister. My auntie, Ann, which is my, my mom's youngest sister, she's the baby. Um, she made sure that we experienced traveling, food, sleepovers, everything. She didn't miss a beat at all. Mm-hmm. So she's like the other mother to us, too. And then my dad did remarry. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like a year later, my stepmom. So she played a role, even though I know it's probably hard for her going from two kids to four kids to five kids instantly. But she did the best she could right. with what she was dealt as well. Mm. I love hearing that although you went through this major life altering experience that the women around you didn't just leave you out here to figure it out but they actually stepped up and gave you a support yes, my, system well that was the first sibling that my grandmother well the first child that my mom's mom lost and the first sibling for my mm. aunts and uncles to lose so it hit everyone hard so I think gotcha. they held on to us as a part of her gotcha okay okay so now with you having all of these different women around you, um, <clears throat> you said you received a lot of support, but I'm sure that losing your mom has also influenced your journey as a mom mm-hmm. and a woman. Would you like to talk a little bit about how that has happened? It's crazy because you really don't recognize it until you look back on some of your decisions and your choices that you made that may have not have been the best. So I dated the mm-hmm. same guy from 15 to 25 and had my oldest with him. Mm-hmm. When I think back, some of the decisions that a mother would have instilled in you, like the values and setting those expectations, you know, my dad can only tell me so much from a man's point of view. But that womanly part and that right. motherly part, I didn't know how to be a mother at 19, 20. I had no idea. Like, I literally winged right. it. <laughs> and thank God she yeah. turned out good. But I just think that part right. of the relationship of just having that bond, it made me into the mom that I am. I think I held too tight to my oldest to where she mm-hmm. won't let go. But it was a part of me that okay. that always want that motherly connection with her. I want her to always know I'm here. Okay. So it allowed you to create a really deep relationship with your child because of the absence of your mom, but also you think it also allowed you to even be in the relationship you were in with her father. So it was twofold. It was because my mother was a real true nurturer. Like she went through some things that some women wouldn't and she still survived it. So she, the way that I think of it is, I think if she was there to guide me a little bit more, some of my decisions within that relationship would not have took, taken place. Mm-hmm. Like when a mother dies, it's, it's like your time stops right there. So your brain okay. is like still in that 10 year old mind that yearning for something, 
but mm-hmm. not really knowing what it is because you you have all these emotions and feelings, but you don't know how to decipher through them. Right. Even though I had a stepmother, right. but it's not the same. Yeah. And that's no matter who, you know, even with the aunts, it's still not that motherly, that intimacy. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the other women a little bit more, because I know you're talking about the absence in the void and then your journey as a mom. But the other women, I know you did say your stepmom, your aunt, your grandmother stepped up, but you still had um, this void, I would say. So in what ways I know you mentioned trips and sleepovers and stuff, but in what ways? other ways that the women step up? Were you able to talk to them about relationship stuff? Were they there when you became a mother? What ways did your community really help pour into you? So my aunt, she was, she's very blunt with us. She doesn't sugarcoat anything. So I think the relationship conversation she always had with us, with all of her nieces, because she had experienced some things and she was an example of how a strong woman, how strong woman can bounce back from anything you experience. But at the same time, I could sit down and have that conversation with her. But you know, even though a person tells you what you should do, you still gonna do what you want to do at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I think that she tried to steer us, but we still went through some stuff just because it's part of maturing and part of life but you still have that little sacred place in your soul just because you want that mother mm-hmm. to tell you exactly what you should do and be there for you like I get okay. upset when I look in the mall well I used to not anymore and see like mother daughter shopping like I've never experienced that part or like when someone mm. talks negatively about their mom I get upset like if you only knew I really feel to not have your mom. You will not be this upset about something so small because when she's gone, she's gone. Right. So the relationship so, conversation. So the little things were triggers for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But it just made me realize how blessed I was on the other side because it's some people who lost their mom who lost their mind. So it's like I can't be too upset because I'm still here and I'm doing better than someone who's in that same position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, <clears throat> that's, that's really, uh, a, a different perspective to have. Yeah. When you're sitting up here and complaining about things your parent is or isn't doing, you're over here like, Hey, cherish the moment. So for those people mm-hmm. listening, if, if you don't have a toxic relationship, because I don't want to push anyone who has a toxic relationship, because I do know that is a thing. Some people do have moms alive, but their moms are abusive or uh, abundance of things. I don't want to tap into that. But if there are small things that are just disconnecting you from your mom, I think we need to kind of just listen to Latrice's voice and use this as an opportunity to connect with them a little more and be able to love them a little stronger. Um, just because she's here. And Latrice is 100% right about that. So now 
we talked about your stepmom, your aunts, and all of them stepping up and being a part of your community. Um, I've heard women say, I have some women around me who've lost their moms, and they say that they, um, despite the circle they have, their mom still uh, reaches out and communicates with them. And Have you experienced any of this? Hey tribe, let's take a moment for an ad. One Sun, Three Flowers is a one-stop shop for the entire family. Our mother-daughter clothing brand promotes self-care, unity, and wellness for the entire tribe through tees and sweatshirts. We created the One Sun, Three Flowers shop a year ago when we challenged ourselves to create clothing that promoted self-care, self-love, and helped you connect with your highest self and your families. Head to the One Sun, Three Flowers, myshopify.com and save yourself 10% when you use the code PODCAST2019. That's One Sun, the number three, flowers.myshopify.com Enjoy Flower Tribe! <laughs> so I know you said that when you would go to the mall and things like that or when you hear women talk about not uh, how much their moms are irritating them it will be a triggering point but what has really been the most difficult thing for you? Um, I would say just the relationship part, like hearing the I love you, feeling the hug, getting that nurturing part from my mom. It's not anything like anything I could say tangible or something she would say. It's just the scent of her, you know, just the Mm -hmm. aroma, being around her, her spirit. Not really knowing her spirit because I was only 10, but knowing the adult part. Like, she was 37 when she passed. So mm-hmm. when I turned 37, I'm like, so what would she have done? What would she have said? Wow. How would she have reacted to my kids? How my kids mm-hmm. would have reacted to her? What mm-hmm. would she have said with my marriage ending? You know, little things like that. It's nothing big or extravagant. It's just those little tiny things like my mother was a seamstress how would she have shown me how to sew can I sew she loves to um she was involved in the drama guild at church she loved church like what would she say about my relationship how could she have led me spiritually those little Mm. connections is what I really believe I missed out on most it's not even like celebrations it's just those moments listen those whispers in your ear laying my head on her chest during my bad moments being able to right. take care of her during her bad moments it's things like that we really don't think about until this happens mm-hmm. yeah so I, I, I have um, a, quite a few of people around me who've actually lost their mom and they tell me that their mom still communicates with them in different ways. Have you experienced that? And if so, in what ways have you? Uh, when she first passed, 
we stayed with my grandma and my sister and myself. We slept in the same bed. And it's like she came through that night in a rocking chair. And she was rocking, telling us it's going to be okay. Well, telling me because it was mm. my moment. Saying it's going to be all right. We will be okay. So that's what I hold on to. That's what I've held on to all these years. Like she told us it's going to be okay. I guess it's really going to be okay. But I think she's more inside of me. Um, I have the, I don't have the outgoing personality that she had. My sister got that. I inherited mm-hmm. my dad's introvert spirit <laughs> mm-hmm. where I'm more closed until you get to know me. But um, my mom was popping with the nails before it was popular. She knew about all the different <laughs> colors and everything. She was rocking those mm-hmm. hairstyles before it was popular. She didn't care. Hair, don't care. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I think she's more inside of me that way than her actually coming through and connecting. I do think she watches over us because some of the stuff we've been through, like she guided us right through to make it over to the other side. But I don't mm-hmm. have those clairvoyant experiences. Okay. Okay. So now you have imparted a lot of wisdom on us, but for other women who are listening and they just recently lost their mom or maybe they've not had her for years, but they just still, because I heard you say some women have lost their mind. So those of them are, who are mentally, emotionally, spiritually uh, grieving their moms. Do you have any resources that you use to aid you in the process or any resources you found as an adult? And uh, if so, what would be some resources or some things that you would give to women to help them through this process? Well, first, I would say don't be afraid of professional therapeutic services. I have mm-hmm. uh, invested in that on my own to have counseling. I believe I was like in my 30s, and that's when life really was hitting me, and I really was grieving still and didn't know why. <laughs> um, right. You really learn how to cope you never really get over it because I still have moments where I'm like, why am I crying? And it was over 25 years ago, but that connection and that yearning for that mother is still there. Um, Mm. If you have siblings, I would say discuss it with them because they may be experiencing those same emotions that you have. Um, Don't close yourself in and think it's only you reach out. It's more of us out here than people know, especially those of us who lost lost moms under 21. Um, and I would say life gets better. You just have to open up to it. Everything, I believe that everything is already written. So God put this on me because he knew I can handle it. And mm. I can be a testimony to others who's going through it that you can be happy, you can survive it, and life goes on. It's a part of life. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Trice, for Latrice, for sharing your very personal, intimate experience. And then for also just leaving us with so much valuable information to help others shape their journey with the grieving or loss of their mothers. I really appreciate you having me on here, Courtney, because I've been trying to tell this story for forever. I actually have a friend who she knows who she is. We talk about this all the time. We share a birthday. She's experienced this same emotion. She still goes through it with me. And we connect 
a lot on that level. But I want to tell people just be very um, sensitive to those of us who have lost mothers and those comments like, you'll get over it. It's okay. We don't want to hear that <laughs> because it's, right. it's something that no one will know how we feel until you feel it. So I always tell people who have lost their mom to hold on to those memories, hold them close to your heart, because that's what's going to bring you through on those days when you're down, when you don't want to get out of bed, when you don't want to pick up a call, when you don't want to be bothered. And when they say, uh, you know how when a person passed and they say what's really going to count is after someone passes, you'll see who's there for you. That's really mm-hmm. the truth. And those people yeah. who are there for you after that moment, those are the ones you want to hold on to. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you again. And if there are any people who want to get in contact with Latrice, Latrice, do you have any contact information that you're okay with extending? If not, I can just circle all women back to our One Sun Three Flowers podcast page and I can just forward you the questions, whatever's within your comfort. Um, you can do that. Or my Gmail is Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S dot Latrice, L-A-T-R-E-C-E at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, her contact information will be provided in the show notes. And we will also link some other ways for you all to have some support as you all are journeying through this aspect of your life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. And until next time, remember to bloom into your best self. For now. Thanks for listening to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.onesun3flowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And remember to bloom into your best self.